I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the show that much unlike the average lifespan of a blowfly, probably won't last for the entire hour. And I'm Sebastian. I think it's a blowfly, but I'm just going to roll with it, guys. It's fine. I'm Andy Schosser. And once again, Two I'm lost negatives. in the negatives. <laughs> I'm aware. I've lost track of what the Variety Hour is. It's a, it's a, it's a show that's an hour, <laughs> but shorter than an hour. Roughly. I'm Zane C. Weber, and some of my best friends are blowflies, Seb. Yeah. And that's very offensive. How is that offensive? I'm just, I'm just making, I'm just raising awareness about their lifespan. I'm like, I'm kind of like a hero, like a folk hero, no? Like a blow hero, like a blow hard. Yeah, thanks. Mm. Right. You, thanks for backing me up the there. Blow hard, <laughs> try hard. And today we are joined by a very special guest. His name is Goff and here he is. Hey, how you doing fellas? Yeah, hello, hello. Good. So we've had Goff on the show before, but not since we've been doing the Variety Hour sort of thing. So we're going to pretty much structure it like we normally do. We're going to do our little mini reviews as per normal. And then we're going to speak to Goff specifically about one of his newest films, yeah. but we'll get into that, I guess. But guys kick off the reviews. Who wants to start? Andrew, you look keen. I, you keen? Yes, I have. I'm, I'm a massive fan of the Robocop film. Not so much the franchise as a whole, but I enjoy the film. I watched it first when I was much too young to be to be watching. The I'm telling your parents version. what you did. You can tell them they're the ones that showed it to me. Just write that down. <laughs> <laughs> but Robocop, great film. And do you remember the year it was released? Robocop, the actual original film, 1987. 1987. Yeah. So yeah. I was four. I want to fact check you, but I'm I almost just... certain you're correct, and it infuriates me that you'd be right. <laughs> Seb, I'm you are. Yeah, I know. How do you not have a brain for for movie release dates? When did Robocop two come out? Oh, a couple of years later, 89. You are incorrect, which means I will now never believe you about anything. When when did it come 1990. out? 1990. You were close. 1990. But not close enough. I see. Was it, it like February 1990? January 1st. I'll check if you want. Sorry, continue your actual review and I'll... So R- R- Robocomp um, uh, had, a, had a remake in 20, 2014. That's right. And... Oh, it was November 1990. <laughs> oh, well, you you couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> it was 1991. I've only seen the second one a couple of times. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like oh, so this is, okay, there's quantifiers on this. That's fine. Right. Just to be clear. My tastes have changed, so maybe maybe I should go back and, and watch it again. But uh, Robocop had a remake in 2014, and eh, it was it, it was different from, from the first. I, I wouldn't call it a, a true remake in the sense because they certainly wasn't as graphic or as... Uh, satirical as as the first one was, but still an okay movie. Is it Verhoeven? 
No. Oh, Verhoeven was, was the first one. Oh, yes. Yeah, and so was Total Recall, and the Total Recall remake was also shit. <laughs> <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> but in 2014, a group of um, filmmakers got together and made a sort of tribute to, to Robocop titled Our Robocop Remake. It's available on YouTube and on Channel 101, which I, I, are any of you familiar with Channel 101? No, I am no, not. No. It sounds like a made-up channel in which it would you'd be like it's like a ghost then, channel. Like well, we're getting a history you? lesson or, or, or community television. <laughs> well, no, it sounds funny. like a, it sounds like a haunted channel. Like oh, you haven't heard of Channel One Hundred One, have you? Oh, people don't go there anymore. Like it's no, a creepy so, past. Yeah, channel. yeah it's it's a, what I was thinking like it's the ghost house version of a channel. Yeah. So Channel One Zero One was founded by Dan Harmon and Rob Schrab. Dan Harmon, of course, of uh, Community and Rick and Morty. Oh wait, um, is this actually a thing? Yeah, it's actually yeah yeah yeah. It's it, it started off, Rob Schrab, um, he invited people over to watch uh, Jaws 4 at his place and they're all filmmakers and, and, and he sort of issued a challenge to, to a few of his friends and said, look, come along to see Jaws 4 but make a short film as well about what you think Jaws 4 is going to be about, okay? <laughs> and it started off there, they did that a few times, it started to outgrow his living room in, in popularity uh, and then they they made it into a genuine film festival. That sounds like fun, to be yeah, quite yeah, honest. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so so it started off as uh, so it ended up being this film festival where people would submit um, a five minute clips that was supposed to be um, sort of framed as a as a TV pilot. Okay. And there is some good good stuff that has come out of there. If if any of you have seen Chad Vader, I've Chad not. Chad Vader series, no. that's probably the best uh, Channel One Hundred One. Uh, sort of short that has come out, and it's gone. It sounds comedy. Is it comedy? It's, it's all comedy. Okay, cool. It's, it's all it's all comedy. It's all parodies. There is some good stuff coming out of it. If I rattle off some names, um, you may see some similarities. If I mention to you, Chad Vader, uh, day shift manager. Yes. Okay. I mean, this looks incredible. It's yeah. uh, it's fantastic. It's it, just it, a picture it, of Darth Vader with like a supermarket behind <laughs> it. But the idea of him being oh, this is yeah. actually really fun. <clears throat> so, a uh, lonely planet who is um, Andy Samberg and a couple of other guys who haven't achieved the same sort of fame. Yeah, so I yeah. don't know their names, <laughs> but Andy Samberg definitely. They, they got their start on Channel 101. Okay. It's, it's based in LA, so all any any comedian worth their salt who wanted to make a bit of film got, got involved with it. Uh, Sarah Chalk as well um, from Scrubs and, of course, Beth from Rick and Morty. Uh, got her got her start there as well. Uh, John McHale, John Oliver, and Chevy Chase have been on Channel One Hundred One sketches. Okay. Uh, Jack Black and Paul F. Tompkins okay. have also been in there. But basically, I think I think any any um, LA based comedian yeah. would have touched Channel One Hundred One some somehow some way. But in uh, twenty fourteen, group of them got together and said we're going to make a little tribute to Robocop. Um, the tagline actually for it was, if anyone is going to ruin Robocop, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> so they they divided the film up into into different scenes. A group of people did this for Star Wars back in 2010. Uh, Star Wars Uncut, it's called. Uh, and that was split into 473 15-minute segments that people um, submitted uh, their, their little clip for. Mm. And it was done in all sorts of different styles. People did it in animation, in Lego and stop motion. Cool. Um, there was live action stuff. And, and it was, it was a, little bit, um, a little bit of a parody, but they were basically doing a shot-for-shot shot remake. Our Robocop remake is not shot-for-shot. Shot. It, is, it is parody and satire in its, yeah. in its entirety. <laughs> it still tells the story. It still hits the same beats. 
um, but it's very much played up for for comedy. I highly recommend it if you enjoy a good parody of something that is uh, terrific. To Where am I with. going to get this? On on YouTube. It's available on YouTube or on their own site, um, arabicobremake.com. Okay. But it is available on YouTube. I've been watching it. So all the Channel 101 stuff, though, is just oh, kind yeah. of in artists, the artists who make it, puts Channel it out one, individually? Or? Channel 101 is also channel101.com, oh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And, yeah, they go back, you know, a couple of decades. Oh, um, so I, back to when they started in 2002. I think I've lost the pulse of society if I've missed it for like 10 years. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's something that I only heard about uh, a couple of years ago myself. I didn't know it was there. It would be one of those things that is a slow burn. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's not that it was kept a, a deliberate secret, but it's it's yeah. Well, it's, a, it's never been anyone's primary project, so it was, no. And because it's so um, because the material there is so targeted towards parody and very focused comedy, um, it doesn't have a lot mm. of mainstream appeal. Like 10 years ago. Which is not a bad thing because it probably means it's bloody good. What was it, 10 I years ago, who was Dan Harmon? Like, As, it, that's, yeah. that's exactly right. And YouTube itself, all, all the streaming services, they were only starting out in the, in the mid-2000s anyway. Mm. Um, so it was, it was- They're kind of ahead of their time in a funny way, aren't they? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, I guess. I mean- when you when you get a people a group of people together that are passionate about something, they're just going to do what they do anyway. Um, and it's not until uh, the right medium comes along that it that it starts mm. to be released to everybody. So, so this week, oh, you you're not on? I no, thought you were done. So, 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 I thought so, so, you wrapped so, so, up. No. Again, I was going to say it's a it's a great bit of fun. It's a great bit of parody. Very much in the same um, sort of not style, but in the same uh, feel of 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 RoboCop. Yep. That it's playing up against against uh, the establishment and terrifically funny. I'm going to change what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about a video game originally, but I've been getting really into the cold humor YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am shocked of the quality of work that they've been putting together. When I used to watch the cold humor channel back, yeah, 10 years ago, for example, it was just you know, shit and fart jokes. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Um, some of the stuff that they have coming out of them very recently is... I'm not going to call it highbrow comedy, but like they're pushing it. Like their writing it's staff has really picked up their game. And I, I wish I'd prepped because I would I would now list 20 <laughs> skits that you guys should go watch, but who knows? I think they're definitely through their golden age, mm. but there's still some gold coming out. Um, one of my favorite uh, series uh, recently is the um, uh, the CEO uh, response oh, those series. Are fantastic. With uh, Brennan, I can't remember his last name. But they, yeah. But so you guys remember the whole people, like kids were eating those Tide Pods, yeah. like laundry detergent <laughs> things? So the skit is he comes on as the CEO of that company. is like, please. You're like, going to stop eating the yeah. Tide Pods. <laughs> so as he's on doing the thing, he's then having to read the pitch for like what you should buy it from us instead. And every one of their laundry products <laughs> is subtly being marketed as food. And he keeps catching That's it right. out as the ad's coming through. He's like, what are we? No, we can't do this. Gum flavored dish pops. Yeah. <laughs> At the very end, it was just like, there was just a hamburger or something. Yeah. Like, like that was their type. That was their thing. It's like, people are, people going to eat this. Like, you know, this is a problem, right? Like, um, there's this fantastic. So one of their um, staff members, Grant, is is a very tall gentleman. He'd be six and a half to twelve feet tall, somewhere in that range. <laughs> um, and there's this wonderful skit about like how tall is he? Because obviously every now and then they have to frame the shot around him because he's exceptionally tall. And they have this entire thing where one one guy is trying to work out how tall he is because it depends on where he stands because the <laughs> the shot that they choose to shoot them in, his height it changes drastically between shots. 
And it's this whole thing like he just can't get it like, between him and two staff members. Like the short girl ends up in some shots being taller than the seven foot guy. And it's very it clever. sounds stupid, but it's yeah, it it's works. very, very yeah. well done. And I'm just surprised. But yeah, go and check there, them out. And there are a lot of spin off um, series that have come out of College Humor now. Adam Ruins Everything? Adam Ruins Everything. Oh, um, that's a great I think he's on True TV. But College Humor itself has um, launched Dropout Drop TV. Out, yeah. Or dropout.tv, sorry. And they've got a lot of good shows on there. I haven't subscribed, but I'm really freaking tempted to. Yeah. Because um, they have this wonderful game show just called- The game show is called, it's called I'm Actually. I'm actually. Yes. <laughs> so the premise of I'm Actually is, I'm uh, as the host, I would make a statement about something in pop culture and there's something wrong with that statement. And the guests have to try and work out what's off about that statement. So, you know, stupid line, but like, you know, out of the original 150 Pokemon, Pikachu was number 36 in the count. And um, Actually, yeah, he was 27. Yeah, or um, actually <laughs> there was 151 original Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it's that kind of premise of just things that are useless to know, but you do for some reason. And yeah, it's really weirdly good. Yeah. I, just, I was surprised. Like they've got a long, like on their free channel, like on the YouTube page, they've got a Dungeons and Dragons game that Brennan is hosting. And it's, D&D rules, but it's all set in like a fantasy high school. <laughs> so he's playing in a lot of like 90s sitcom or like 80s sitcom, yeah. like high school tropes and stuff. And it's pretty entertaining. Like I'm, I'm just surprised of the quality, but I'm very happy about it <laughs> because I just, my experience with them is it used to just be trash humor. And it's, as I guess I've gotten older, I thought I would get more detached from it because I'm, you know, step-by-step step getting out of my college years, but here they are. So hey, that's me, Zane. I... Strangely enough, I'm going to review a movie. What? This is the variety hour, man. It's your choice. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm choosing to review a movie because I like movies. And that's why I'm on this podcast. The concept of film. (laughs) Sorry, I think I've run over that. What was that again? Yeah, Black Klansman. It's because you're racist, Seb. You caught me. That was the test. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's when you apply for the police. They they say something about um, about a minority, and if you speak over them, you get the job. <laughs> uh, so you're not, never applying for the police again, right? <laughs> 50, 50. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Black Klansman was released this year. Um, I'm behind the eight ball, but it's the end of the year, so I'm going through and uh, and and. What, trying to watch all the movies that pretty much anyone recommends across the year okay. um, that I haven't already seen. I recommend Mortal Kombat Annihilation. On that note, of are you picking up recommendations? I recommend dying in a hole <laughs> alone. My head hurts so much it's a tempting offer. Oh, wee. Uh, so Black Klansman is a Spike Lee movie. Spike Lee, for me, has always been hit and miss. He's a controversial figure, um, but this is a really good movie. Okay, um, it is a. It's marketed as a comedy drama, and it's it's a, tr- it's a true story as well. It, it, yeah. It's based on a true story. It's based on uh, a memoir uh, written by the main character Ron Stallworth, <laughs> who is the first uh, African American uh, police officer in Colorado Springs right. and him teaming up with uh, his Jewish, uh, <laughs> Jewish, another, a, a Jewish police officer okay. to infiltrate the clan okay. uh, there. Uh, and it is full of great performances. So uh, John David Washington is Stallworth. Um, Denzel Washington's son. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. And very good. Uh, Adam Driver. 
um, oh, okay, Kylo yes. Ren is the is the Jewish. I know officer. him from the bus driver movie. The I, bus driver movie. Yeah, he plays a bus driver. I can't. I can't for the life of me remember the title. It's something Speed. He would have been very young. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Laura Harrier and Topher Grace. Well, I just just wanted to mention, because I've seen the film as well, and I knew you were going to mention Topher Grace because he plays David David Duke, the... the head of the KKK. The current, He's the current head, isn't he? And yeah, 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 he has been for like 20, 30 years. And I've got to say, Topher Grace, how good was that performance? Yeah, he amazing. Had, he had the voice because at the end of the film they show the real David Duke speaking and you could almost close your eyes and you wouldn't be able to tell that he got the voice but obviously hair wow. and makeup do their part as well. But he was incredibly good, Topher this is, Grace. This is the first time that I've seen Topher Grace play a role that isn't some version of Topher Grace. Yeah. Uh, even when he was in Venom in Spider-Man, it was just kind of like, I'm goofy Topher Grace and now I'm angry Topher <laughs> Grace. But this is a really masterful He was wonderful. Performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and very chilling because he got, like you said, he got the voice down. He really did. Uh, and it was, but it was very like charismatic and right. very. Creepy, man. Yeah. He was like, fantastic. He was, he, yeah. I, I, I would, I'm with you 100%. I reckon it's probably the best thing the man's ever done. I thought he was absolutely terrific because it's a really, really tricky role to play because you're playing a hated, like a horrible human being, mm. but he has to be charismatic like you say because he he cons all these people into joining the kkk like it's a huge organization he's the boss man so he has to be charismatic it's part of the job description if you're going to be any leader of an organization or a cult you have to be charismatic and being a spike lee movie you do get that span of the of of the uh the white supremacist being david duke a wonderful charismatic character played by topher grace and then the 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 literal hicks that right. are right. And the, the followers the, the dumb <laughs> and that's where most of the comedy comes from is these guys kind of hazing um the, this this new member I was just going to say I did not pick up from the trailer that it had any sort of comedy comedy it uh, is it there's, is there's, taste to it at there's, all there's, that's that's the other good part about it that I liked very much was that it's uh, it's very like you, you have a reasonably heavy kind of scene, but mm. then it goes into a really, there's some really nice lines that make okay. you laugh. Yeah. And then there's a couple of bits and pieces of some nice twists and turns. Cause I knew nothing of the actual, I knew it was a true story, but I knew nothing of the story going okay. in. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because it was, you know, it, it kept you guessing a little bit cause I didn't know the story, but it also, you know, it was funny and it was poignant and it was interesting. It, it was a really, really yeah. solid film. Great movie. I, I will not be surprised if this is – I will be surprised if it's not in my top ten films of this wow, year. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, very, very entertaining to watch, full of great performances. And honestly, like this is awesome probably ending. my favourite Spike Lee movie. Right. Um, I mean – it's been a while since I've watched any Spike Lee movies, but is it is it going to be nominated for any Oscars? Do you think? No, I don't think so. Because well, the Golden Globes have come out, and I didn't hear it mentioned at all. I could be wrong, okay, but I didn't hear it mentioned. But I'm I'm a little bit surprised. I would have thought that 
maybe Spike Lee or somebody would have been maybe Dave uh, Topher Grace for a best supporting maybe, but right. yeah, no, I was I don't I could be wrong. Well, he, he was nominated for best motion picture drama at uh, the Golden Globes and okay. four others. Um, so I can't. It I won't don't know win, what they actually are. but it could no. be nominated because obviously, a Star Is Born will win everything. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Um, yeah, so that's that's my Klansman. It's a, it's a very strong recommend from me. Um, okay. I I was hesitant about seeing it, but then people went and saw, and so I listened. And yeah, it is definitely well, definitely worth your time. Well, the, the ultimate. T- if you're on the movie show, you got to give it out of five stars. Out of five stars, what are you giving it? Ooh, I'm gonna give it this a four and a half. I'd give it a four and a half. Yeah. As well. Wow, okay. it's, it's it's very entertaining because it, it is dark comedy and like compelling drama, and that's okay. that's everything that I want. And a, and a very well made movie. And it moved yeah. along, had good yeah. pace, didn't didn't dwell, you know, which is something that can annoy me because I'm impatient. So I don't like films that just linger and dwell. I like something that keeps on moving. And and it had a like a the the end of the story is really quite humorous in a sick and twisted way. And then at the very end, they actually show real footage from present day, which is which sort of uh-huh. brings home the point and of the whole film. It sort of brings it all together. It's a really clever move of Spike Lee. So I uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Well, having never seen it, I'm going to give it about it. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Just to be um, awkward. Just to, no, just to be like, you know, <laughs> it's Again, fine. Again, the racist one. So. Well, hey, it's not a fail, but I like, it, didn't, it hasn't left an impression on me yet because I haven't watched it. So what can I say? I just found it to be a bit shallow, you know. Um, but a really quick runtime because it took up no time of my life. Um, awesome. Well, Goff, do you want to talk about the, your film? Or did you want to do anything else in beforehand? It's up no, to no. you. You can you do you, man. Whatever works. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, because, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, as Listeners of uh, the podcast uh, who have been listening for a while know I I run Beer Nuts Productions, which is a production company, uh, mainly film production, but we also do audio as well, audio downloads and and books as well, but predominantly film. And, yes, I I have a brand new film out, which you fellas have had a bit of a – it's out now for people to download, but you guys got a bit of a sneak uh, preview to it. So We did indeed. So Prostitution, the Untold Story. That's right. I thought that I was the man to tell that story. (laughs) It's now being told. (laughs) So start from scratch. Uh, You've written it. You did all that. Where did you get it all from? Like, obviously, you've got your idea. Go, process. Tell me your process now. (laughs) So – I always love getting a subject that people are really touchy and sensitive about and ripping it apart to show them that maybe they should just, you know, chill out and relax just slightly. So I've done uh, in the past, uh, when it comes to mockumentary style, I've done pornography, I've done the environment, I've done drugs, I've done the fitness industry. So this time it's prostitution is, uh, is under the microscope. So I wanted, and also the other thing that really annoys when I was coming up with how do I want to, shoot it and film it, I really despise those current affairs 60-minute shows. Uh I hate them with a passion. So I thought, well, (laughs) uh, as well as uh, talking about prostitution, I'll make fun out of that sort of style as well. So so it's uh, it's in-your-face camera. Yeah, it kind of makes fun of the media as well as (laughs) the, the whole prostitution. But I also wanted to make sure that I wasn't picking on the girls that do the job so much. I was more picking on the guys that hire was, was mainly my target demographic here. Well, so. that's the, that's the, um, the point of the movie. You play the interviewer who goes up to 
a, f- a family man and ruins his life. Let's just clarify. <laughs> he ruins that man's life. Well, he, I mean, yeah. Did the, did the documentarian ruin the life or did he ruin his life by choosing to? Golf was standing in that man's foyer for a long time. Golf ruined that man's life. The journalist is very professional the whole time. He's it may, maybe a little naive. He just wants to know why the guy sees prostitutes. Just there for the facts. His wife happens to be in the room at the same time and he's not subtle about raising the subject. At all. Well, you all know, right. uh, there's many different reasons why he might, and I just wanted to investigate each and every single reason thoroughly. When I was when I was watching it, I was really surprised. It, towards the middle of it, it does kind of get a bit heavy. Heavy? Yeah, emotionally heavy. Like the the the, the couple are, are fighting, obviously, when when the revelation comes out, and it's it. Not that it stopped being funny, just that it started to get a little bit, a little bit real. It got me, it got me in the feels a little bit. That You've I had that exact talk. Well, before. I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, I, that sounds like a personal experience has been brought up. Some kind of inner, inner monologue has been going on with you. No, 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 no lies. No, always be upfront with everything you do. If but you never tell a lie, you never have to remember anything. I've stolen that line from someone smarter than me, but uh, I want to say Groucho Marx. I don't think it was him though. But I was, I was going to say, was it your intention to do? That or is that just me reading into something that you hadn't intended to to well, put well, into c- it? kind of so, so when I was writing it, my kind of aim was to make the husband as stupid as humanly possible. Okay, so and the wife is the only normal character in the film. See, neither he nor the journalist are particularly tactful in anything they <laughs> they say. I mean, the journalist just blurts out his his questions, but the husband doesn't really do a good job of. But we've also we're deflecting anything. Like he's very just. Oh no, that was last Tuesday. Oh, I mean, no, I didn't go there at all. Yeah. But, but also, we got we got a psychologist and everybody who is equally as dumb. Yeah. So, so uh, it was also my intention to make every male character as stupid as possible. So the the yes. male psych, the male psychologist <laughs> and, and all of that sort of stuff. So you know, it, it, that that was kind of my my goal. But out of because the, there's seven cast members, and out of the seven cast members, well, eight if you include me, uh, out of all of them, I would say. The wife is the only one that's normal. So when I was directing yes. yeah. Rebecca, I'm like, you need to play this as straight as humanly possible, and that's what will make it funny because everybody else around you is a complete moron. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much. And how long? How long did this um, shoot take? A day. Do? So so we shot all of that all in one day. Yeah, all in a day because that's that's all the money we've got. Right. Uh, but pre-production takes a while, so there was a lot of rehearsing with everybody because uh, obviously, as you saw. I mean, there are other scenes, obviously, but the main guts of it, the main scene yeah. had to all be done in one take. So that took a lot of rehearsing to make sure the it was all done how I needed it to be done because I'm really finicky with my actors about how they deliver my jokes. And a lot of the scenes, they are very long, yeah. very, very long records. They're not, they're not cutaways. No, I hate cutaways. Yeah. I've got, it annoys uh, Simon, who, who uh, is my right-hand man, he uh, he gets very annoyed. He likes cutaways, and I because he's he calls me Doctor No because he's always saying, "How about a close up of this?" No. Can we have a cutaway of this? No. What about this? No. So I, I I like long long scenes and wide shots because I think that especially with comedy, uh, when you cut, you can interrupt the flow a lot. So I don't. You can also highlight it. Well, yeah. Not uh, why 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 are you reluctant to use to use editing? As, it, as heavily as other people do. Because it ruins the flow. You think so? I, re- I really do. Like, I mean, I think the best example I can give, even though I really enjoyed the film, but if you think back to the 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. Yes. So, so there's a scene in that towards the beginning of the film 
where it's pretty much uh, it's the first time you pretty much see all the characters in the store and they're having a sort of a round table discussion not they're not at a table but they're having a, a discussion just about all different things and the scene goes for about five minutes and I counted because I'm weird uh-huh. I counted and there's 11 different angles used right and I'm like that's way too much because it, it, it was yeah. almost at the end of every line there was an edit, there was a cut, and it, it, it made me almost lose the flow of the scenes and the jokes, you know. Just okay. because someone's speaking doesn't mean we have to have a close-up on that person. So I much prefer long, wide shots so that people can sort of focus in on what – and also facial expressions and all that sort of stuff of the other people of when someone says something stupid – the facial expressions of the other actors can be just as funny as the dumbass thing that the person says. And also I think that the location is also a character as well. Yes. And and so I think that it's important for everything to be on screen. I just, that's just my sort of philosophy. So whenever possible, that's, that's what I do. So with this one, it was easier to do that because with the sort of style of filmmaking that I was doing, that sort of, it lent itself to that kind of a, Shooting process. I will say as well, those long takes, I don't want to give away too much of the plot, but the scene where you're confronting the husband in front of the wife about what he's been doing, the fact that we had like such a long take there really builds up that awkwardness because we as an audience can't escape what is going on right now. Because I I had to pause and be like, oh my God, (laughs) get out of that man's house. This is killing me. But because because of the long take, if you had had the cuts, I mean, yeah, it still would have been a little bit awkward, but that, that changing of the angles here and there really would have made it take away from that almost like claustrophobic feeling Absolutely. of yes. 100%. So it definitely works in this case. Yeah. yeah. And it, it made me cry a little bit like emotionally, like on the inside. Cause I was like, just please leave this poor man. I mean like he's done a bad thing, but like yeah, his house. <laughs> so as, as, as far as the um, idea is uh, concerned, did this did this come from not necessarily a personal experience? But no, but, but, although, although hot take, did it come from a personal experience? <laughs> That's right. I had a current affair knock on the door one day. <laughs> no, no, I mean, do you do you ever interact with uh, genuine prostitutes? Not not to take their services, but is it is is it a story that they had told you, or that some guy had told you that you know somebody had no. out, out, outed him to his wife? No, no, or no. Was it just imagined? Yeah, no, it was just imagined. So basically. Like I said, I got. Uh, I thought, well, I need a subject that's. Uh, I don't almost want to say ta- almost taboo. Contra- yeah, taboo is a better word yeah. than controversial. That's taboo. So, like I said, I've done others, and I thought, well, p- prostitution. You can't get much more. People get really passionate about prostitution, whether pros or, or cons. They certainly do. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah. So people get into that for various reasons. So I thought, well, that's my subject matter. So the next question is, how am I going to tackle it? And okay. I thought to myself, well, I reckon if I'm going to do an expose, the, the, there's a few ways I can do it. I, I obviously need an expert's opinion. So I, I did that with the psychologist and that kind of stuff. And then I, I, I need to have hookers in it in some form, which I did. <laughs> and then I also obviously, but the guts of it, I think the best way to do it is to actually uh, expose somebody. Because again, I didn't want to, even though I do sort of make fun of the girls in a way, I mainly wanted to make fun of the men who hire because yes. I think that there's more comedy in that than poking fun at the the women that do the work. So that's uh, yeah. So that was the pretty much the thought process when I was writing it. I'm personally waiting for you to do the same kind of story about abortion. That's that's what I'm hanging out for here. <laughs> Just like the same tone sort of take on that because it's such a touchy issue for all. 
Oh, I'm not going to say everyone, but let's say almost everyone. Like you'll get someone that'll have an opinion on that. I think it would take a master to make abortion funny. Yep. South Park tried. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. <laughs> but oh, oh, that also terrifies me. <laughs> but it is important, I think, to get subjects that people are touchy about and make them realize that, you know, let's just, if you have the conversation, because there's a there's a real conversation to be had, but yes. if, if you just look at things in a little bit more of a calmer tone and light, then a lot more can be achieved. So let's just, you know, take a step back, relax a little bit, have a bit of a laugh, and then come at a, at a bit more of a relaxed point of view than being so rah, 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 you know? Comedy certainly lends itself as a good platform to explore things that are, um, maybe a bit uncomfortable to talk about seriously. If you always know that you can laugh about it in the background, absolutely, you might be more willing to engage in the conversation. You might be more willing to explore some of the some of the depths and not just stay in the shallow water where it's comfortable and politically okay. comfortable. Absolutely. Not, to, not to bring up abortion again, but for example, we have Juno. Um, a movie yes, that, that does was a great film. yes, and it does film. get into obviously at the very beginning anyway before they go into like the adoption route. It's about you know this young girl potentially getting an abortion, but they still do play it with that not like satirical, like just yeah. you know kind of just standard comedy there. But yeah, just to make that, that tiny bit more palatable, I guess, yeah. just for standard audiences. Was the same actress in Hard Candy? You know, I think so. I'll, I'll double check because I mean, and and Hard Candy deals with pedophilia. It's, uh, it's I think a, you're right. I think it was the same. Ellen Page. Is that what yeah. we're for? Ellen Page. Let me, I'll see if she's in there because I haven't seen Hard Candy. It's it's an incredible film when you're not uh, She's in it, yeah. when you're not expecting, you know, what, what the subject matter is going to be, and all of a sudden, it, you know, it, it's it, it's revealed. Hey, this is this is the story. It's not a comedy, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think the, it, the, the poster does not look like a comedy. No, <laughs> there's no, a no. young girl standing inside of a bear trap <laughs> waiting for someone. Yeah, it's not a comedy. I. Don't think you. I could. saw it at the cinema, and I, it's, I yeah, I, 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 I quite good. enjoyed it. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's creepy as hell, and and creepy. I kind of lean towards the creepy. So like, <laughs> like dark. I shouldn't say creepy, but dark. I like darker films and sort of darker tones and stuff like that. It's sort of my sort of like black comedies and darker films. And yeah, because she uh, she entraps a dude in that, doesn't yeah, she? So yeah, yeah. I, I I did see because you're like, oh man, this is not this is fucked. <laughs> So when you so when you were uh, kind of bouncing around ideas for what to write about when you finally settled on prostitution, did you in the initial drafts ever go down a, a black comedy route where you might, um, you know, explore how how prostitutes are mistreated or or anything like that? No, no, no. My, my, no I'm, was- I'm pretty clear. So when I make a decision, that's it. There's very rarely any other thoughts because okay. once I make my decision I'm like that's what I'm going to do I like that idea so that's it and now now it's just it, it's when I when I write it it's different because when I write it I edit my stuff a lot so because uh, words are really important to me oh yes and so uh, I, I was having a chat to a, a scriptwriter friend of mine in Melbourne and he was when I was much younger and he was the one that said to me you know when you're writing a script every single word matters because the second you lose an audience, you've lost them forever. You'll never, ever get them back. So every word, every single word matters. So you, you, you have to really be particular. And that's, I think, that's why I am with my actors. I hate improv. You know, I've written my scripts. <laughs> that's how it's going to be. And some actors are cool. Other actors don't like that so much, which is fine. I mean, everyone's got their different way of doing things, and that's totally cool. But for me, I spend a lot of time writing my scripts. So the actors are told when they get the job that, 
that's how it's going to be. And yeah. I give them a long time because obviously, like you saw in this one, even with the psychologist had a big fat monologue that he had to learn. So it, it, it was important that I give them plenty of time to make sure that they've got their lines absolutely spot on. Of course. And lots of encouragement not to go off script. Oh, you know, they... Encouragement they, in the form of a big stick. Well, what yeah. you're not here for? I was like, well, you're not here for the last time we had golf on? Yeah. No improv. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, what, do you have, what do you have coming up next? Have you already like, started your next project or...? Yeah, well, there's a script written, so... Uh, yeah, Excellent. So, uh, there will be another film early next year with a bit of luck, so it just depends on how... Uh, how, how often I'm able to get some downloads of the current one. So hopefully everyone goes to beernutsproductions.com and uh, uh, gets downloading. And there's plenty of films. So this is my 16th film. So uh, there's plenty of films up there for them to download. They're not all, most of them are, well, pretty much all of them are comedy based, but they're all different styles and about different things. So uh, I always make sure that I try and make my work as different as possible. So even though uh, Prostitution and Inside Look is a mockumentary, it's in a different style to the other mockumentaries. So like I did a day in the life of a personal trainer, which is more, which is a different style of mockumentary filmmaking. So it's important to make everything different so people don't ever get bored. So I, I, I enjoyed that one. Actually, my, my wife is a personal trainer. Okay. So I had to, had to watch that one just to see uh, how much, how much of it was, was true to life. And yeah, I think, I think you nailed it pretty well. <laughs> well, I, I go to, I go to a gym quite regularly. So that one is actually based on quite a few people that attend my yes. gym. Yes. So, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, again, lots of, lots of big egos and narcissism <laughs> flying yeah, well, around. The, yeah. the fitness industry lends itself to mockery. So, Absolutely. you know, it was, it was really an easy choice. And, and again, it's something that people get really passionate about is, is the health and fitness industry. So, Again, let's make fun of it and have a bit of fun with it. So, uh, yeah, and same like I mean, when I did the pornography one, the same same deal. People get really upset about porn, and let's let's just relax a little <laughs> bit and just you know have some fun with this subject matter. So I, I, I like to do that sort of stuff. And yeah, with the prostitution one, it's it's the same kind of deal as you guys saw. So yeah. So are you are you upping the controversy in in this next one? Or is it, or is it being played for straight comedy? No, no, no. I always like to to take things even a step further. Excellent. <laughs> I've got a, a friend of mine. Actually, it was the person we used her house. Donna, my mate, we used because uh, she's got a really good house for filming because it's spacious. So it uh, it lends. You it get to, your cameras in and everything yeah. without, yeah, yeah. So so it's well, I shouldn't say space. It's an open plan, so it makes it really easy to film in there. So I like using her house for filming, and she's really easy going. And she's one of those people where she'll shake her head. And she'll be, oh, Goth, oh, no, no, Goth, you didn't do that, did you, Goth? But she's got this big grin on her face at the same time, and that's kind of the reaction I'm going for. So secretly she's laughing and enjoying it. She just doesn't want to let on, you know? I see. I like that reaction. I like that reaction a lot because it it, it means I'm doing good things. Very good. Now, okay, so you've touched on your website. What were the details for that again, just for people so, listening? So, yeah, beernutsproductions.com. And it's important that everyone knows as well, there's no third-party involvement. So I produce and distribute it all myself. So it is a purely independent uh, enterprise. So when people go on and they watch something, there's no no other hands have touched it and no other hands are going to touch it. So it's purely an independent film with no... No, uh, nobody over my shoulder telling me what I can and can't do. So, which uh, I think means that hopefully they get a much better product because I'm not uh, yeah, certainly being dictated to it all. So, yeah, so beernutsproductions.com is the website and also all over social media. So I've got a YouTube channel, obviously, so Beernuts Productions, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So 
people can uh, log on and uh, hopefully enjoy all of our nonsense. So we'll put all those in the show notes for today's episode. So anyone listening, just you know, you do that thing where you press it on your phone and it comes up. I don't know what app you're using. Um, but yeah, we'll also put it up on our Facebook page when we post this episode. So it'll be easy to link there. There'll be a link to your Facebook page. And they pretty much, I assume from there anyway, there's just directories on the Facebook page oh, yeah, to uh, go here on there. Uh, absolutely. It's fair to say I'm a whore. So there's, <laughs> yep. uh, there, 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 there's no be- argument. No <laughs> there's Beer Nuts. Pretty- hey, you got to know what you are yeah. in this life. And uh, so, yeah, there's BeerNutsProductions.com all over the show. So, yeah, no, everyone, I'm easy to find. So, yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else we all want to touch on before we wrap it up for today? I Now's am the time. variety hour out. Really? Actually, I'm really a woman. Oh. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 